This is, this is going to be quite a hard one for a lot of people to hear. These subjects we're going to talk about, which are heart-wrenching. If you've not got a stomach for hearing things that involve human slavery, please turn this off now. Yeah. So anyone that says it's it's not a thing, I mean, is, is blatantly false. Ever since mankind stepped onto this planet, he wanted something that another man or another woman had. We did operations and you just mentioned Grey Man. Let's just build in our experience in this to, to legitimise our story. Someone was ready to take me down. KGB, Abu Nidal, Black September, PFLP. Money, uh, drugs and kids. It's a commodity. Anything that has a an end user requirement has a market. Buying children and couples were doing this right, and they would buy a child for around about 350 bucks. All right, we're back on the the mic with um, Simon Trezellian out in LA. Um, in part one and part two of the interviews with Simon, we talked about his um, recruitment into the military, um, into Trident, and then some of the operations. But um, we're not going to talk about that today because um, I want to speak to Simon personally on a few issues that's going on around the world and that interest me in my life. And we have done some operations together, um, which is relevant to what's going on in the world um, right now. So the date is the 20th of July, 2023. And on the 4th of July, 2023, there was a movie released called The Sound of Freedom. Um, the story of Tim Ballard, played by Jim Caviezel, it is causing quite the contra controversy around the world because, number one, it's bringing awareness to a horrible thing that's going on in the world. And me and Simon can be testament to that we know that does go on, so it's not sensationalised and it's been attacked by the media we have got a story to tell you, which we were also attacked when we were doing this type of operation. But the reason I'm really focused on Simon talking about this with me today is because when I was doing this research and a lot of research and, and sort of post our operations, I would reach out to Simon and ask for his advice and where we were going or ask for his knowledge and the things that he knew about was going on. So he's an ally of mine. He's a mentor of mine. And I want this conversation to be as me and Simon would normally have a conversation for you to witness. So part three of the Working Class Heroes podcast with Simon Trezellian is going to be based on subjects that might make some of you feel uncomfortable. Um, if that's the case, I advise you to turn this off and go to the next podcast, which uh, if, it's as, if it's as bad, I'll tell you. But this is this is going to be quite a hard one for a lot of people to hear because there's a lot, a lot of um, points to this, these subjects we're going to talk about, which are heart-wrenching. So just if you've not got a stomach for hearing things that involve human slavery, um, please turn this off now. So Simon, like I just mentioned there, The Sound of Freedom was released in, the, in America, where you are right now, um, on the 4th of July. Now, it's causing a bit of controversy, not just the subject matter, but the way the media is attacking it and the way that, um, you know, some people are just not willing to believe in this. And I've come across this in my life before and you've come across this in your life before. And I just want to touch on this really sensitive subject at the beginning of, of now, just get the elephant out of the room. What's happening in America, mate? Can you can you give me a bit of a feel about what's happening surrounding this movie? I don't think there's a single person in the world, actually, whether you like the movie or not, whether you think Jim Caviezel is a religious zealot or not, whether you think Tim Ballard is full of shit or not. I mean, but there's sing not a single person that denies that this is going on. 
I mean, trafficking for trafficking is a fairly new word. I mean, slavery is not. Slavery has been around since human beings have been around. Uh, so it's nothing new. Um, sometimes the history of slavery over here gets skewed. People think that it only started in the 1700s and it was only blacks. I mean, mm. that's simply not the case. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, millions of Irish were were enslaved and indentured servants. And, you know, the, the, I think there were more white slaves and they're actually slaves you know, in the whole Yes, you know the, the whole gamut of things. No one seems to want to talk about the Arab slavery that's going on today, and is going on like a cottage industry in East Africa, really since history from you know history was talking about from the ninth century onwards. So no one, it, it seems to be a bat that people want to beat other people with. Um, and they will use whatever statistics that they feel is is correct, whether it's in the role of trying to get reparations for the, the black populace here um, or whether some people call it a right wing dog whistle. Some people call it a left wing apology. apology. There's, there's a whole range of these, a very touchy subject, which means to me that the subject is real. So yeah. anyone that says it's it's not a thing, I mean, is is blatantly false. I mean they're they're ignoring the history of mankind ever since mankind stepped onto this planet he wanted something that another man or another woman had and was prepared to do anything to get it that's just the history of mankind you know from the first time you wanted a, a fire or a or a or a cave or a piece of meat if you had more power you went and got it and you know, you just accepted whatever consequences there were with the person defending that. There's no, there's no real difference. I think what the biggest thing here, and 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 this is where the media have totally shot themselves in the foot, is that they they come out so vehemently. They're going well. There's other stuff that's going on. You know, there's wars in Ukraine. There's people starving in Sudan. You know, there's things. Why are you spending so much time? you know, just focusing on trying to destroy an actor's career like they did with Passion of the Christ. I mean, what people don't realize as well is that Mel's involved in the sequel to that, The Resurrection. I mean, yeah. guess what that's do? You know, so you can see why these things are being done. Um, do, you think, do you think then, I know the subject matter of child sex slavery, we know, we'll touch in a minute, we know is a real thing and i was i was writing on facebook the other day i didn't i didn't break after war war seemed to be fine i seemed to be built for it it's when i did this work with you and we'll talk about that in a wee second when i did this work with you i'm with ollie i'm with the rest of the team which i won't mention because they haven't given me their permission to mention right ollie speaks about it and um, publicly these days so i don't need his permission because he's already brought it that he's part of what we were in gray man Mm-hmm. When we stop doing that, and again, we will get to this. There's a big long story in there, isn't it, Simon? And there's there's, there's many perspectives. I want to hear yours because it's been many years, and uh, and you can hear mine. But when that stopped, it didn't stop me going down that rabbit hole. I wanted to know who gets these kids once they've been taken from a little village in Thailand or little village in Colombia. Where did they go? Who gets them? And that research took me to Washington D.C., New York City, London City. Right, 
and all around the world, the Middle East, everywhere. There was all these points of, of entry that these kids were taken to. How did they get there? Turns out they get there by containers, they get there by trucks, they get there by private jets, they get there by all sorts of means, which led me to believe and understand, and I know the media is trying to say this is not the case, but there is an elite agenda here that gets these children moving around. They don't go on the back end of carriages in a, in a train. You know, when they're, they're being, they're being brought by the, by the bucket load in, in private jets, they're being brought by the bucket load in the back end of, of, of fridges in a, in a bloody truck, right? And it's a massive operation. And like this um, Sound of Freedom and the, the interviews leading up to it with, with Tim Ballard and Jim um, Cavizio, Cavizio? Yeah. It's a hard one to retain that name, that name. And what they've been talking about is what I know about. Do you know what I mean? So they're not they're not saying something I wasn't aware of. And I was aware of this. Yep. When I when I left Australia in 2010, I'd already done years of ex, years of research in this through 2010, 2012. Then I reached out to some victims of, of satanic ritual abuse and I spoke to them. I spoke to some of Epstein's victims. I really get into I can help. I want to help. What can I do to help? And Grey Man had been disbanded, so that was gone. But then the more information I got about the depth of abuse, the depth of torture, the depth of prostitution, like it mentions there, you can buy one gram of coke and it's gone, but you can buy one five-year-old and it's used six, seven, eight, nine times a day. That shit, that shit broke me, Simon. I couldn't sleep when I knew that. When I spoke to the victims, I thought I was going to be able to help them get in strong again and get into a positive way of thinking and come and fight again. But it all didn't work that way. It worked the opposite. It made me weaker and weaker and weaker. And I prayed more and more and more and it didn't seem to work. So in the end, I just had to turn my head off and walk away. And it broke my heart. And probably for three years after I walked away, I felt like I wasn't even a man anymore. I just felt useless, wasted, fucked. Now, I'm, I'm telling you this publicly for the first time in my life. I mentioned it the other day on Facebook, but this when I seen this film come out, I was triggered, man. For three weeks, I didn't go into social media. I didn't go to sleep. I fucking started researching again, started watching loads of videos again. And there's more to it, you know, like because I turned my eyes off to it. And I've just opened it up again. That's why I was really keen to speak to you because, number one, I think it's important for me to be able to speak publicly about this. Not even publicly, but to you about it. And that's why I want to capture this. Because it made me sick, mate. It made me ill in my mind. It brought on... Uh, uh, I, I don't, I, you call it depression. I don't know what the fuck it was. It, was it, it, it made me very lonely. It made me feel very weak. It made me feel like I, I couldn't do anything. The world's fucked. And I can't do anything about it. And maybe the control fake of me was... was battered so maybe that's why i'm not such a control freak anymore it's just i sort of had a hard reality the world's a big place and powerful people run it and i'm not one of them what do you think what i would say from the opposition's point of view is job done yeah because perfect. If, if they can muzzle someone like you then then we're all fucked you know I'll let, let me tell you the the, the, the Hold on, you just reminded me. The biggest one they got me on was, um, I was on Facebook. I had five thousand people on my fucking friends page. I had, I had public, I had business pages too. I was talking to people. I was busy on on social media at that time, as you know, renting, putting out the word, bringing awareness. People were rejecting me as if to say this sort of stuff is not true. I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist. 
And um, I knew I was making enemies. I was talking to some SRA guys, uh, women who'd been affected. I was talking to Epstein's people. I was I was in Twitter. I was talking to people one-on-one, phone calls, all that sort of stuff. And then I, I saw on Facebook, uh, that video you've uploaded is about ready to watch. And I was like, video I've uploaded? I've not uploaded a video on Facebook for ages. What's this? Clicked it. And it was almost like, ah, gotcha. It came up. The screen says, you cannot put these indecent images on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and it was like, what the fuck? And, and it was like, they, they accused me of uploading child porn to mm. to Facebook. I tried, tried, tried for ages to try and get this, but that was the point. I was I was caught out, man. I was like, I was like fucking angry. I was like, what of all fucking things, man? What? But like you say, job done. They got me. They didn't just get me emotionally. They got me almost in a criminal, accusing me of a criminal act, which made me retreat big time. And I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't go on Facebook again for about two years. And and see, that's that's what they I mean. Like said, you know, the, the sh- surest way for evil in this world to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Yeah. And 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 the opposition know that. And what they want to do, they want to just make your life as as difficult as possible, just so you 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 nullify the threat. You know, I mean, we used to do this you know, in special forces. We used to do this in, you know, I mean, it's it's an easy way of being able to, because if someone, for instance, just give you an example, if someone have actually taken you down, you know car accident on the lonely road you know drug overdose all those type of you know normal flags then then people go well what was he talking about in order for that to happen and then it becomes a problem so what they want you to do is just to back off you know i mean and you know it's 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 like the story i told i'm not even sure i told you last time but you know you've got to nullify the threat you know, we were trying to get into a warehouse once back in North Ireland where we knew all the weapons were. And we tried to get in. There's this big fucking dog in there, you know, bark, 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 bark. Everyone comes out with rifles. We have to back off, can't get in. So what do we do? We're sitting around, well, let's poison the dog. Well, that's a giveaway. We can't, sh- can't poison the dog. So one of the guys next morning, one o'clock in the morning, tapped the fence gently. We, we, we back Dog came up, bark, bark, bark. Next day, three o'clock in the morning, tap, tap, tap. Bog, dog goes nuts. Guys come out with rifles. Fourth day, they got rid of the dog because we're discrediting. Yeah, you told us that story in, in one of the yeah. previous episodes. Yeah. So, so you, you, by discrediting, you nullify the threat. Okay, and 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 that's the easiest way to do it. So. Because it is such a triggering point, I mean, even you were triggered, you know, you've been in in wars, you've been in battle, you've been in combat, and still you're triggered by the fact that someone's doing something to kids, which we've known forever. It's it's nothing new. It's really nothing new. Oh, it's interesting. It's a power trip. And the people that are in power use the thing which we all know called PSYOP psychological operations in order to nullify the competition is actually far more effective than it is than bombing the shit out of them. Yeah. You know, if you shoot people, you bomb them and their family want to then kill you. There's That's a vendetta right. that goes on. It goes on for 200 years. We see this in Italy. You see this in gangs, you, you know, you, you see it all over. It's human nature. But, but the key element here is that normal people, right? Good people that don't do anything, 
for them to admit that their fellow man does this stuff is a reflection on them. And that is what makes them go, la, 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 I can't deal with this. Yeah, I, I would rather it just went away. Yeah. And and then the psyops will go, well, of course, you know, it's all been debunked. Really? Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought there would be a problem. Oh, no, these guys do this. And they failed to put their taxis in. And th- this guy was, yeah, had a domestic violence thing on him. And this had, and then they would end up with all this information. And the average person can yeah, sit back into their normal life and go, oh, well, at least I don't have to deal with that. Well, you know what, Simon? This is this is one of those podcasts, and I said to the guys, "I hope you've gone by now." You know, like this is a conversation that not many people would want to hear if they're weak-minded like that, or if it turns their stomach. Or this is a conversation you need to hear because there's going to be lots of stuff that I'm going to be asking questions, and I know Simon knows more about it than than me, and I know quite a lot. Right? There was on on one of the news news channels I was watching in America. It was a Rothschilds guy, an author of whatever I can't remember his book or it was what it was. Doesn't matter. Guy was a dick, right? And basically, when it came to sound of freedom, he was talking about, oh yeah, they're something like it was their conspiracy theories. You know, these QAnon guys just want to brains like worms. I think was one of the things that was said, right? And basically, he was discredit. Discredit. He's going. We all know the slavery. We all know that it was. It was like doing you as It was discredit and discredit and discredit and making everything out. People are drinking blood. Elites drinking blood. The reeks of these pedophile rings and all that. But we know that's true because of Epstein. We know that's true. That doesn't. We 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 can't. That's not hard fact. That's not hard argument. We know that. Gisling Max, Maxwell's in prison for it, you know. So it's not like that's yeah, but no one else is, and that's the thing. She shouldn't be because for, for there to be a crime called trafficking, you have to have a trafficker and the person to whom mm-hmm. traffic is trafficked. Yeah. So what they've done is that they've done her as the trafficker, but unless you've actually trafficked a child to another person, there is no crime. So they haven't actually indicted or even charged anyone that received those children. But so, there's, a, there's a couple of mysterious deaths, um, not so, it's not just Epstein, you know, I think, well, I can't remember the fella's name right now, the French guy, he's dead too, he died in prison, do you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a couple of key figures there who have been suicided, who are out the equation now. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Luc Barnell, was that his name? He's, he, he, he met the same fate as Epstein. Um. And there's a few guys. And everyone, like- everyone will, because you know you want to be able to dismiss it at the, at the early opportunity, and that's and that's just a fact of life. So there, there is going to be many more, you know. And and now part of the, the you know the good people have been emboldened when they've seen you know Weinstein go down. They've seen you know both Oprah and Ellen DeGeneres basically taken out of the system. You know, um, if you notice, Hillary Clinton is very quiet. Humor Aberdeen, very, very quiet. You know, all of these people that, you know, they're starting to go to ground. So that's one thing. But what I have found is that now it used to be conspiracy theory to conspiracy fact is usually 20 years. Now it's months because yeah. of people's access to to information so but it, I, I go it back. seems so, sorry for interrupting it seems now because i think for a few years there there was it was just overwhelming nonsense coming in it was everything that was happening in the world i was like what the fuck's going on but it seems like there's a counter offensive right now and this sound of freedom coming out right now it almost seems like it it's not it's not beginning one it seems it's jumping onto the momentum of a counter offensive coming back here 
especially through the wokeness. The I, I've seen this happen over the last few years, you know, and when, when I was with Grey Man as a director there, you know, part of the big problem was, was actually just trying to convince people that the problem existed, you know, even being real. Right. Uh, let's do that. Let's do that because I know people are listening now. I don't know. We're, we've been going for 15 minutes and we said, we're going to let you know, we did operations and you just mentioned Grey Man. Let's just build in our experience in this to, to legitimize our story. Right. I want I want you to begin leading this story because you're the one that brought it to me. You were the one who met, let's call him John, right? You met John, you came to me, we went to Ollie, we we, we built the team together for us, and then we we recruited, we trained, and then we sent people on deployment. Do you want to bring me bring me into how all that concept began for you? Because you were my player, yeah. you were my lead agent there. See, I, I was involved in that from a fairly early stage on the other side. Okay. So some, you know, when I was with Trident, we did some extractions, um, somewhere on cults. Yeah. Sometimes we would extract people, uh, because we were told that they were obviously in danger. Some of that I now know to be false. Um, so I saw what went on and these pe people, you know, I, I had delivered some of these people, yeah. um, and I never saw them again. And perpetrators, and victims. I'm sorry, perpetrators or victims. Um, there was a couple on on the perpetrator side of things. It was interesting because they they weren't the type of people that I expected. They were just lo really low level. So I think that was more a you know a punishment thing rather than anything else. I never got involved with on from my side of things at the very highest. I saw it what going on, but whether I was blind at that time or whatever. Hold on, um, just building build the picture. You've been quite vague there. What did you see going on? What do you mean by that? What's your involvement or understanding of what was going on, Sam? At, at the very highest levels, of some people that you, uh, you're looking at, you know, respecting, um, or you're told to respect, or you're told to honour because of their position, um, you sometimes see these people doing things which are counter to what you expected. Let's put it that way. So from a political point of view, uh, not so much in the military, um, but celebrity point of views, uh, they, they operate and they behave in a very different way than the public would view them. And that was very disappointing, you know? Uh, and you're being paid to do a job you're in, indentured to do a job and you know the whole honor and integrity of your job is that you've got to keep a secret you know I, I i was on the queen's close protection team um i was on vip security for a number of very very high level um people and their behavior while i was there watching it made give me gave me pause and that's when that was one of the first flags I think with Trident um, that I wasn't necessarily doing the right thing um, all the time. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. Um, but every now and then there would be something that happened. Hmm. Didn't really feel good about that. Um, and, and that was just, just the way it is. So fast forward, um, I'd already had experience of, of that. It always gave me pause because I'm adopted myself. You know, and I think that, well, what, what if that would have happened to me? How different would my life have been? Because they were creating Trident 
to make these group of super soldiers that no one really cared about because they didn't have family. No one was going to come looking for us, you know, so we could be exploited. We could be positioned and we weren't, you know, sexually exploited, but we were militarily exploited. They made us better. They used us. Um, and, and that, and you do that to a 15 and 16 year old when they're still developing, it leaves scars, you know, and, and I'd be naive to think that those scars don't haven't in some ways, um, had a bearing on my decisions, you know, and it's tough. It, it, it is a tough thing. So slavery comes in many guises, I will say, you know, there's a financial element of slavery, which could be called credit card debt could be called mortgage debt you know yeah. uh, it's a sexual slavery obviously which i think is the most heinous there's a military slavery which we've known forever um you, you know all of us in some ways when we start to do things that are contrary to our values that is a form of slavery whether we like it or not everyone loves to think that we're free the, the fact of the matter is is that we're really not you know i mean you know, you're, you're free to to live a life on a house, but freehold gives you the freedom to hold the house on behalf of the owner. Yeah. And the owner, the person who owns the land, you can own the house, but you don't own, ever own the land. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you might think that you're free to drive a car. Take your registration plates off and see how far you get. Yeah. You know, this day that own the registration plates, they own you. You're, oh. you're an indentured servant. Yeah. You know? So, so that's the reality of it, and so, so no one should be a su surprised at all that slavery exists. It's what we do about it that 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 means something. So, when I got out of the military, you know, and got out of Trident, I thought, well, at least that part of me is done now. I'm going to go and do my spiritual sojourn. I was off to Uluru. I was off to Machu Picchu, all over the world. In some ways. I feel that I was making up for it. I want. I wanted to add, some, you know, my spirit back to the, the uplifting people, doing all that type of stuff. We both you know? did the same. I think we both when we both left, we had the same experience. You know, we were on the same path, didn't we? We yeah. went spiritual rather than sort of the fire brigade or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, then one day, you know, John approached me, and and I'd met him at one of my talks, and he said, "Listen, you know," he said. Um, I was a uh, combat survival instructor with the with the you know, the Australian commandos. Um, you know, he was also the technical director of Survivor, the, you know, the initial TV series. And he said, you know, I run this organization. You know, with, with doing counter sex slavery. Um, could I ask your advice? And could I, you know, uh, ask that you do some training for, uh, for me? So, so I did that and. Because I liked what he'd done. He told me the story of how he'd gone over there as a private individual, rescued a few kids. Very, very low-key stuff, you know, nothing institutional. But he had identified that there was a major problem there. Um, so I started doing intelligence training for some of his people and some undercover work. Just just basic tradecraft, you know, counter-surveillance, yeah. anti-surveillance, this this type of thing. You know, even as we aware to different places, it was very, very low-key. And then it then it, it just escalated. And he said, listen, would you be prepared to come on board and actually get involved in operations? And I'm thinking, God, I've just been trying to get out of this stuff. But the leverage, is, of course, is that it's about kids. If it was adults, yeah. I would just say that, I, 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 you know, I'll I just let people do what they want to do. 
um, but it was kids. And, and because coming from my background, you know, I, I, I did all right getting ahead of all of that, but there's other kids that didn't have my capacity to, to create that change in their life. So I got involved and, um, and it's, you know, we used to call it going down the rabbit hole where there were, you know, you'd you'd go to the the outward expression of uh, child you know, sex slavery down to places like Walking Street, which you know both of us know very well. You know, Soy Seven, you know, all these different places. And then you go deeper and deeper, and you find that the problem isn't European sex tourism, as we're all told that it is. It's local stuff. Eighty to ninety percent is deep local criminal based deep dark behavior yeah um it's not just about sex it's about murder it's about a whole range of things so you so you begin to see that your fellow human beings especially the most vulnerable of those in that society are just being exploited in the same way as we would look at sheep or pigs and you don't even think about it you know you go for a chicken curry you don't think about the poor old chicken being dragged away from his fellow chickens having his head cut off and just exploited for his meat you don't think about that yeah. because it serves us it serves us yeah and 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 sometimes it serves us just to be quiet um with this and and i think that's the biggest power that they have you know i only got uh, in with the threat of of arrest like, like yourself and sometimes you, you there's the threat of arresting you for the the very thing that you're trying to arrest the perpetrators for uh, that's a, that's a normal tactic um you know i've had hits out on me and what pissed me off most you know when when we were told by the the thai authorities that had heard it both from the state department here and we, we got no support from the from the australian state department you know they said look there's a hit out on you and i said well but yeah just out of curiosity what what is the hit worth and it was like the equivalent of like 50 bucks <laughs> you know so like for 50 bucks and a half sandwich someone was ready to take me down whereas many years before that you know places like the kgb abu nidal black september pflp all of those would have paid a lot more money to get rid of me you know, so I was really put out at that, you know, just how how much I was perceived to be worth at that stage. But, you know, and as we found and, you know, you know that the operation, you know, that most people refer to that we did, um, you know, those routes are used for trafficking weapons. Those routes are for trafficking money, uh, drugs and kids. It's a commodity. Anything that has a an end user requirement has a market and the people that are in that sense of power they don't care what the commodity is you know they just know there's an end user requiring it whether it's drugs or weapon i think we're heading for a civil war it's not a civil war civil war is usually between two factions two political factions that think differently this is an ideological war this is a spiritual war this is a war of the mind and the thought and that is why you're getting triggered I'm fucking bastard, fucking, you know, I want to... that's an ideological war